Hello, ladies and future boys. Today is a very special episode. We hung out the mistletoe, we put out some jingle bells, and now we wait for the greatest trap of all. The greatest chap. No trap. Oh. I'm going to catch him. I'll vessel up to you. I think eventually it'll happen. No? Uh, it seems unlikely. Look, I might be the one person in the last hundred years that manages to capture Santa Claus. It might happen. Maybe. No? Okay. Anyway, you're here with an extra special episode of the School for Wayward Nerds. As you can tell, I'm running it. Mm-hmm. Which means it's probably going to be a terrible episode, because they usually are. You are the host? I am host. And who are you? With the most. I am Kai. Okay. Kai Claus. Okay. I am Christmassy. From my head to my candy cane socks. I am actually wearing candy cane yeah, socks. Yeah, we can confirm that. Yeah. I have with us our usual host, but today co-host, mm-hmm. Toby DePaul. Yep. Hello. I am here. Are you sure you're here? I am here. Okay. I'm glad that you're here. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, no, I prefer it that way. Um, And if you couldn't already tell... This is going to be our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. We sit in a child's bedroom in for Santa. Yeah. There's there's much Batman and floor drobes in here. Mm. Best difference to all my Batman crap. Yeah, it's kind of cheaper Batman crap. Anyway, we figured that to round out the year, considering that, you know, this episode comes out on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. we, would, we would go through the history... And uh, we would do a Christmas teach. Yeah, well, today's character profile is Santa Claus. The man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, in that order. Um, so clearly we're going with um, a legendary figure that is very popular among the Western Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Usually believed that he's going to leave presents for the good girls and boys on the 24th of December or sometime early during the hours of the 25th. You know, it depends on when he gets to your particular country. Yeah. Um, and that he will leave you the gifts that you have asked for. Is that correct in if, my assumptions? If you behave. Is, um... He knows if you're naughty or nice. He does. There is a song all about it. There's many a song all about it. Mm. So, did you know that the modern day Santa Claus has grown out of his historical figure from the 4th century? Yeah, it's like a weird mix match of actual history, fictional history, and Coca-Cola advertising. Kind of. We're going to get into that. But there are also lots of other, like, the Santa Claus mythos is actually really bizarre. Mm-hmm. So there is a number of, like I said, so most of, like, Saint Nicholas was actually a saint named Nicholas. Yeah. Like, it's it, he's a real dude. He was a bishop, a Greek bishop um, in Myra. Um he was part of the 4th century 
you know, makeup of, um, it's now known as Demer. I'm assuming it's in the Middle East somewhere. Probably. Not 100% sure on where. My geography is patchy. Um, but Nicholas was very famous for giving generous gifts to the poor. Um, there was, like, at one point he gave a family that had three daughters dowries for the three girls so that they wouldn't have to go into prostitution. It's always good. Like, he just walked in and was like, hey, I heard you don't have enough money to, you know, gift your, your daughters away. Here you go. Um, so that's, you know, that's pretty nice. Would you pay for a random family to give their daughters to a man? I mean, probably not. So they don't Seems have to weird to do in today's day and age. I'm going to help you sell your daughters, ma'am. Mm. Um, he is usually portrayed as a bearded man in um, conical robes. Um, so if you think to, like, a very nomadic-looking Santa. Some sort of Skyrim Santa. Kind of. This is this is where that imagery comes from. Um, his day, however, because the saints all get days that yeah. they're like remembered on or like celebrated on. His day is actually the sixth of December, um, and it was a gift where or a day where gifts were only given to children. However, you know, with Martin Luther and things like that it became customary to move it to the 25th and 24th of December um, just because it kind of fit better in with the calendar and there was a couple of reasons. But uh, it's still, like, most people believe that the whole gift-giving, particularly to children, is due to the fact of St. Nicholas. Still stems. It stems from there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have, like, other historic figures, such as the Germanic god Wudin, who at the end of the Yule period, which uh-huh. we spoke about in our um, Halloween episode, he used to ride a wild hunt through the sky, ghostly procession. Procession. Um, and that was, like the Santa Claus event, if you will. Yeah, it's like a mix of... It's like a weird coincidence. Like, a lot of cultures had a Santa Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like... Because that's a pagan slash Germanic, like... Yeah. It's a weird crossover thing. But, like, still at this point, there is no Santa. Yeah. To put it, like plainly like there was these stories going around about like gods doing it and men like going above and beyond in that but there was no like no canon yeah like um i was watching a really fun video in research for this and it was talking about victorian christmas cards and how the like illustrations on the front of christmas cards they weren't sure looking back on it today they had no idea yeah my favourite will always be the big cockroach and the frog dancing on the beach. Yep. That's always a straight banger. Um, one that I saw had a nice little, like, poem ditty, 
and four frag four frogs in a line, like back legs over their head on their back. Yeah, Christmas was very froggy for a while there. Yep. There was another one that was an ant war. Um, so they were some fun ones. Well, good to go back and Google, I think. Now, Toby, mm. can you list off a couple of different uh Santa names? Because we've got St. Nicholas now. St. Nick, you got Santa Claus. Yep. Um, what else you got? <laughs> Have, you've never heard of another name for the dude that comes and brings us on the 25th? No. I'm thinking frantically here. What, like Father Christmas, maybe? Aha! Father Christmas is a good one that you bring up. So Father Christmas, who is different to St. Nicholas and Santa Claus, mm-hmm. different person altogether, okay. dates back to the 16th century in England, which is the reign of Henry VIII, also known for He's the inventing one divorce. Ah, yes, the guy who may have been the problem. You, how, many, how many wives are barren until maybe you're the problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this is when the picture became a man in a large green or scarlet robe that was usually fur-lined. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't really bring gifts. He brought Christmas cheer, peace, joy, good food and wine, and revelry. Yeah. So he he brought Christmas spirit. He didn't actually bring, like, tangible things. Yeah. Which I think is kind of nice. Like, I think, particularly in this day and age, we can get caught up on the, you know, he has to bring the best of the best. And there was a um, Christmas film I was watching the other day that was all about how everybody wants an iPad. And I just thought, you know... It's easier to explain how one man can go around the entire world and bring, like, feeling and cheer and joy and, like, good company and things, rather than being like, yeah, he delivers an iPad to everybody. He doesn't need as much of an infinite bag of holding. Yeah. I just think, you know, particularly if you have, like, older kids... It might be the better line to go down. Yeah. That it's more of a spiritual gifting. Um, so they no longer had the feast day for St. Nicholas on the 6th because they now celebrated Father Christmas, who came on the 25th to coincide with Christmas Day. Um, however, we still don't actually have, like, a... A man. Yeah. The- there's there's no, like, this is what he looks like. Um, it's a very strict sort of thing now. Yeah. But it took a while to get there. Well, like I said, so it was usually a larger man, which Henry VIII was a fatty. Uh-huh. Um, he was either in a red or a green fur-lined coat. Um, but here we started getting a little bit of differences as we have... Um, John Lynch's illustration of the Ghost of Christmas Present in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And this is when we kind of started getting 
we didn't get our Santa that we think of today, but we started getting like a permanent image yeah. of what he could look like, which I think is, you know, that's pretty fun. Um, so I did some research because I actually didn't know, but the whole idea of who Santa is today mm-hmm. came from a um, anonymous published poem in the New York Sentinel on the 23rd of December 1823, which was called A Visit from St. Nicholas, which we now know as The Night Before Christmas. Right. Christmas Eve. You don't really know a lot about, you know, Christmas carols and Christmas literature. Um, no. I come from a family that thought nursery rhymes and stuff sucked. So... I've, I could use a touch-up on some of my knowledge, yes. So basically, it doesn't actually talk a lot about, like, St. Nick or Santa. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more about, like, a family preparing for this visit. Right. So, like, the children are Boarding all tucked up, windows, up in their... Arm in the guns. No. <laughs> the children are tucked up in their beds. You know, with stockings at the end, waiting for St. Nicholas to arrive to give them gifts. Ma and Pa have, you know, just bunkered down for the night. Yep. It doesn't talk about how they're going to be entertaining themselves on that particular night. Huddled in fear mm. for the invasion that's coming. Um, that said, we get to move all of the way to um, 1902 when L. Frank Burham wrote The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which was a children's book, in which point most of Santa's mythos became set in stone. Yeah. So in this literature, um, we find out that um, he has immoral, uh, immortal support. Which is... So that Santa can't die. Okay. And he has elves that, you know, are always there to help. And the immortal beings of the world support this man. Um, He has a home in the Laughing Valley. He has ten reindeers who cannot fly, but who leap in enormous flight-like bounds. It's weird. It's the whole leaps tall buildings in a single bound only to fly later. Yeah. Kind of rule that we've seen before. I th- that's why I included it, because I thought you would find it interesting. It's very similar. Um, we find out in this book as well that uh, Claus has earned his mortality, um, as well as the title of Santa. Mm-hmm. So it's it was actually like a royal title given to him, um, which, again, I found slightly bizarre. And that by the way that he, like, earned this achievement is by, um, like, providing childhood happiness, which sounds creepier when you say it out loud. Sure does. Um, but yeah, so basically Santa was a man who earned his title, um, through making children happy, and that was his, like, overall mission that's just what he wanted to keep doing so they're like yeah go for it why not 
Who's um, they? The immortal help. Okay. Or support or whatever. Um, you have a few other, you know, depictions of Santa that get, like, added a little bit. But for the most part, that was kind of it. Now we've got, like, a what Santa is. Right. We still don't have a look. We've got kind of a wishy-washy. Yeah. If you will. Toby, how how do you see Santa? Um, well, like I said at the start, like he looks in the Coca-Cola commercials with the red suit with the white fur line, uh, big chubby cheeks, beard, hat, but the Santa hat, everyone knows what that looks like. Okay. You've also got that poem, Towards the Night Before Christmas, which well, describes we've... him as a, as a veggie patch. We spoke about that. Mm. Yeah. He's got, what? what is it, like, cheeks like cherry tomatoes, nose like can- uh, a carrot or something, I don't know. Okay, so in the 1930s, mm-hmm. the first images of Santa become popularised through Haydn's animal. Um, Yeah. Uh, he depicted him for the Coca-Cola Company's Christmas advertising in the 1930s. Um, it was sprawled across urban, like, legend used to incorporate it, and they used the red and white, clearly, to, you know, promote Coca-Cola. Which would later inspire the colours of Sonic the Hedgehog's shoes. Yeah. Because Santa is American. (laughs) Um, funnily enough... Coca-Cola wasn't the first soft drink company to utilize, like, a modern image of Santa. There apparently was another one called White Rock Beverages, who used a red and white Santa to sell mineral water in 1915. It's more or less believed that Coca-Cola was, like, the main force. Well, yeah, they still aren't, yeah. So, take, take with that what you will. Um... Although I am looking at this white rock Santa and it is exactly what Santa looks like. Well, so they used it in for mineral water in 1915 and then again later for ginger ale in 1923 and Coca-Cola didn't use it until 1930. So, um, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, it was around 1937 when he started getting used, like, more popular. So he was began being in parades, in charity things. Um, toy stores started getting him in, like, so it's only in the last, like, hundred years that Santa has been a thing. Which I found, like, I knew he wasn't, like... I get, yeah, I guess it makes new, sense, but like... There's not, there, there isn't going to be, like, a mall Santa for every kid in, you know, like, time before electricity and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I find it weird that we were all kind of celebrating a similar dude without a dude. Yeah. And that, like, again, it's only in the last hundred years that it's really become, like, a, like, such a reinforced thing. Um, we also have the fact that it started off as Santa used to be the only craftsman 
in in the workshop and then slowly this idea of like numerous elves that helped him make toys became like a furthered thing Mm. um so like i don't know i just find it weird that so much it's definitely a slow burn character yeah Mm. like it's he's still getting his origin written now yeah um which i don't know i just i find very weird i'd say it's pretty set in stone now but took a long time to get there okay so another thing that goes down that line Mrs. Claus, mm-hmm. when do you think she came on the scene? The 70s. Willy Wonka was the hit in cinemas. Um, you're actually not that far off. The first mention was in 1956. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty close. However, it wasn't like a standardised thing until 1963. Like... It wasn't far off. I'm glad that they, you know, didn't leave him up there by himself for a while. Hey, he's got the elves. He can do with what he will. Funnily enough, he actually had Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer before he had a wife. I mean, I guess. I I feel like there's a lot more reindeer songs than Mrs. Claus songs. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. Um, So because he's such a new thing... I find it surprising how heavily he is featured in pop culture. Mm. Like, Santa, we've said it numerous times, he's in songs, he's in books, he's in movies, he's in TV shows, he's in commercials. Do you have any favourite versions? Well, that's, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, I just wondered if you had, if you had like a right off the bat, like the I do, however, if you remember back to your homework. Mm Mm-hmm. We're talking about our favourite Santa depiction in pop culture. Okay. So we're just going to look at a little bit of a wide, you know. Um, the first actor who has been identified as playing Santa Claus was Lead Hem Bentock. Um, and since then, you know, Santa has been the main character in another of films. Some of the examples is Miracle on 34th Street. The Santa Claus, Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have, like... The Santa Claus 2. The Santa Claus 2. Um, Noel, sort of. See, surprisingly, I wouldn't count Noel. I wouldn't, because it was lame, but we, it's yeah, still but about also, a Santa. Yeah. That was I more Santa know. as a job than a person, though. This is true. I'm just going to apply for Santa. Yeah. Um... And all the stop motion stuff, the, um, the, like, the Rudolph, I can't remember who did those. The really old school one. Yeah. It's like Baskin Robbins, but that's ice cream. I also found out there are a heap of video games about Santa. I mean, he appears in a few. Yeah. Um, which I also, like... You would know him from, like, Kingdom Hearts, first and foremost. Yeah, because he's in... Um, I'm in for Christmas. Exactly. Um, but you've also got his in, like, Duke Nuclear Winter. He's in... There was a couple that were, like, really... Um, Saints Row. Yeah, the they did the full DL- 
Yeah, they did a full, like, Christmas special DLC. Shame that game turned out the way it did, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Yakuza 5 had a scene using him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also another one that was, like, I saw it and was like, oh, interesting. Um, it's one of the ones that, yeah, White Collar likes. Well, like, God of War or something? No. I will find it. Um, but he's also in a lot of TV shows and that. I mean... Because most TV shows have a Christmas episode. Yeah, and they, and they all like to do their different take on him. He had a snow globe-shaped space station in Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yep. He still lived in the North Pole, I think, in Atomic Betty. I think so. Men in Black featured him using sci-fi technology. He wasn't an actual alien in that one. Yeah. He's appeared in a bunch. He's a very versatile character, surprisingly. Yeah. But I suppose considering the fact that like he didn't have a set like story for mm-hmm. so long, it means that you can kind of give him a little bit of a loose yeah. interpretation. It's loose enough you can screw with it. And I'm assuming that he counts as like public domain these days. I don't think anyone owns Santa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's always been public domain. Well, it would have to be because there was never anything, like, tied down about it. Yeah. So, do you have any favourite depictions that oh. aren't your be-all, end-all Santa? Um, I'm still unsure if I could pick, like, a specific one for my promo question, but... You've obviously got, um, like, the Polar Express one. I've never made it to Santa Claus watching that movie, to be honest with you. It's really creepy. It's the worst. Yeah, (laughs) that film... I was surprised he was in it, actually. Uh, Rankin and Bass were the stop motion ones. Oh, okay, thank you. Because I I know a lot of people like them, but I've never seen them either. No, I don't think they're a big thing in Australia. I've definitely seen the first Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Yes, I have definitely seen the the Santa Claus movies. They're actually not too bad. I like the whole idea of, like, it's a... If you put on the suit, you become Santa, but you're only, like... It's similar to that movie Clown, a horror film, where the guy dresses up as a clown for his child's birthday, and then he can't get the suit off. Mm. And it's a scary movie. But it's exactly the same plot, just with Santa. Um, we also have um, I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is an old um, Disney, like, decom, and it's he gets dropped off in the desert, glued into a Santa suit, and has to try and get from the desert back over to New York, but he's always stuck in this Santa suit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'll have to talk about comics, because this is what this podcast is. Yep. He's one of the highest levels of mutant in Marvel comics. That's how they explain Part of All of it is that he is a mutant. Yep. Um, Which and I'm not even that mad about. The most whimsical one I find is the DC Comics version. Oh, yeah. Because he's not touched on that much, but how much of that's getting picked up? A little bit. Right. Um, the, the one part in DC Comics I like is his journey to Apocalypse every year. Oh, Yeah. Um, Darkseid will try and stop him from invading his planet every year, 
and he will always find a way to get coal into Darkseid stocking <laughs> without fail. There's something so it's whimsical, it's charming, but it's also it also makes Santa a fucking smartass that is going to the effort to put like three or four lumps of coal into the worst dictator in comic book history's stocking. Yeah. I'm surprised he's got a stocking. That's pretty funny. Just every year he flips him the middle finger as he sails away to somewhere else to <laughs> deliver presents and good tidings. Good good work. Fuck you, Darkseid. <laughs> as he flies away. Um, are there any other, like, comic versions of Santa that you can think of? I mean, if you're covering Marvel and DC, there doesn't leave a lot left to you. Has Elvira met Santa? There's a def- there's definitely an Elvira Christmas issue. Because I know that she does, like, have a to lot read of, it, like, Christmas but, but technically that's DC as well. I don't know if I want to count that. Oh, yeah, true. Because that, that was um, House of Mystery when that issue came out. Mm. Looks like you'll have to read more of them. Did he ever appear in a Buffy comic? Because I know that's your wheelhouse. Um. The amount of them. There's got to be at least a Christmas special somewhere in there. Well, I don't know because I've only been reading from where the TV show ended. So I know they definitely talk about Christmas, like, within the, like, they ha- they celebrate Christmas and that within the TV show, but I don't think, like, it's commented on. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. Um, anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I've got nothing for you. Wonderful. I think explaining where he comes from is interesting, as as you've said. Until Coca Cola kind of canonized everything, you you don't know. Yeah, I just think like it's it's d- depending on the age of your grandparents, you can be like, when did Santa become a thing? Um, I do like though. It's if similar you go to on... a lot of geek pop culture things. That slow burn. This is obviously like the slowest burn. Mm. But Bugs Bunny was around for a long time before What's Up, Doc. Yeah. Batman was around a long time before No Killing and Gotham City. Yeah. And a million other things. Yeah, there's just like this Joker was like idea of a thing. Joker was maybe like 65 years before Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's another That's another slow burn, but it doesn't top no, Santa Claus stuff. That's the thing. He was, he was always a thing. Mm. He just didn't have a... But there's a clear evolution to it. Yeah. And it was, like, a really hard, fast, like, it took a really long time of nothingness, and then all of a sudden it was, like, bang, bang, bang. And now you have, like, this very distinct outline of a person, or a character, I should say. Yeah. But, um, I did also, like, when I was doing my research, there was a lot of pages on, um, how... The whole Santa mythos as a thing is a terrible, like, um, it's forcing parents to lie to children and that, um, you know, there's multiple blogs if you search Santa Claus about how, you know, they refuse to teach their children about it because, you know, it's a lie and stranger danger and all of that thing. But that's the parent's decision to lie about it, though. He can still be a mascot or a person of fiction. Yeah. Um... Can't remember what nation, but it is common. There's one that knows is a mascot and just kind of like lives with that. It's yeah. a symbol more than anything. Yeah. 
Like the, like the ghost on the Ghostbusters logo. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, um, I I personally don't think it's extremely harmful to, like, allow kids to believe in something that's not 100% true. Like Bigfoot. Yeah. Or a Yeti. Sure. Or a skunk ape. Or, like, the wind. Or a bunyip. Or, you know... Sasquatch. Religion. I'm out, I'm out of Bigfoot types. <laughs> we tried. I could, I could have... I did okay. I don't know. I think I really enjoy, like, the Father Christmas element that it's not a straight-up, like, gift. It's more about, like, the feeling and... The, because, like, it does. Christmas does bring people together. Sure, there is usually a fight. There's a lot of Someone's in-house bickering. Throw up. Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety. You know, everyone goes to bed tired. But it does have a weird way of making you, like, contact people that you wouldn't normally contact. And... You know, you will usually try a little bit harder than you would at other times. And I think that's nice. So, maybe it, maybe it's not all bad. And I think that, you know, in this day and age, children need something that they can hope for. So, that's my... Another season of Fortnite not good enough for you? No. Nah. <laughs> you know what, fair enough. No, nah, no more Fortnite. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over and out. Again, we've been with children and family for a while, so Fortnite can eat a dick. Yeah. But that's just a generalized comment anyway. Yeah. So Um any any final thoughts on the the big fat man? Um No, just more images of him are coming as I'm thinking about it. Because he appears in literally anything ever. Yeah. I don't want to step on any of your homework answers, but every year his battle with American Dad is pretty great. I haven't seen too many of those. There's a lot of them. Really? Yeah. Um, Steve shoots him in a shopping center car park once, and then he tries to kill the Smith family, like, every year after. Oh, that's... Nice. You've obviously got him in South Park, one of the original classic people. I mean, Simpsons did their whole first episode being a Christmas special, but it, it didn't feature Santa. No. South Park's did. Oh, okay. Because I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if a no. lot of people have seen or even heard about it now, but the original version of South Park, yeah. that was just straight up, it was, it was like an internet video before Comedy Central bought it, but it was a Christmas special. Santa and Jesus were fighting over oh. the over like bragging rights of Christmas. I see. And you've obviously got um, where the fuck is Santa? The Viva La Bam Christmas special, which is hilarious. I very vaguely remember that one from back in the day. I don't like. I don't remember it enough to go through it, but I know that there's some good stuff in there. Mm. But I also really thoroughly enjoyed Viva La Bam. Yeah. I like when he gets accidentally shot in the head in Harold and Kuma. Yeah. We were talking about that. 
there's not much about the actual character's mythology I know or understand, but there's a lot of Christmas specials out there. You could yeah. you could very happily. It doesn't even matter what you like. You could easily sit and marathon Christmas specials and for an entire of, day. But the thing is, a lot of the of streaming services and that do that now. I know Stan, if you're Australian, for example, has an entire playlist of just Christmas episodes mm. from TV shows. Yeah, they're, they're festive playlists. Yeah. Christmas at the moment, obviously. So, which is, you know, it's an interesting way to... I do like picking and choosing your favourites. You might want to watch one of those South Park episodes followed by a Lazy Town Christmas special. Yeah. Followed by, if you recall, a specific show called The Adventures of Jackie Chan, the animated series. I do not remember, but sure. The villain tries to steal Santa's chi one time. <laughs> of, of course he does. Of course he does. Well, yeah. You, you, it is one of the staples of like all things. Yeah. Is a Christmas special. Um, let let us know your favorite Santa, and tell us Christmas. why it's the robot Santa from Futurama. Oh, are we getting into homework territory? No, but it's it was definitely a runner up. Okay, well if we if we're homework territorying, mm-hmm. which we you know was that time of the episode. Give give me your runner up slash winner of your favorite depiction well, of a Santa. Claus. I've listed all but one. Okay. It's got a 2.6 out of 10 so it's on IMDb high. and a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bad Santa. Oh, no. I don't. I wouldn't count that as a Santa. I've never seen it. There's no Santa in it. It's a guy, it's a mall Santa who robs them all. Well, that's a depiction of Santa Claus. He hangs out with a chubby kid. I don't know if he's an elf. There's some dwarf jokes that aren't really sensitive. I, all I know is that... My sister is not overly fond of Lauren Graham's character in it. Mm, she a... I'm not going to say a tar, but she's a bartender who fucks people dressed as Santa because it's her fetish. And this is not your favourite depiction of a Santa Claus? No, mine is 1964, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, that is a good movie. That is a good movie. Look, a lot of old dumb movies are old and dumb. Yeah. But this one knocks it to a whole another level. Whether you go with colorized or not, that's up to you. Um, the Martian population realizes their children aren't happy. Yeah. They're they're perfectly intelligent, healthy, yada yada yada. They're but they're they, off the charts on all scales. But they just don't have that little fucking twinkle in their eye. And the one of the Martian leaders asks another one, What's the what, what makes those Earth kids so fucking happy all the time? And they're like, Looks like Christmas. And they're like, well, we're going to kidnap Santa Claus. <laughs> Not only is he real and Martians are real, but we're going to get his ass. Mm. And then it becomes him teaching the spirit of Christmas to, like, a couple Martians. It's and two, two random No, two random stowaway children yeah. and Martians. And then the four children and Santa Claus, like, do a mutiny on Mars. Yeah. With, like, toys and bubbles. Yeah. It's very fucking ridiculous. And like a weird cave, if I'm remembering it correctly. I think it's like just a shitty factory. It just looks like a cave because the walls aren't necessarily wall-shaped. Yeah, I don't know. But that that is a good... I honestly thought you would go with Futurama. I mean, the tow missiles 
spot on, but... Would, would you like to explain the future armor? Because I feel like that's a very different take on Santa. So to try and boost Christmas spirit, they built a robot Santa to do what Santa in mythology does. Yep. Trouble is there's a malfunction with his AI where literally any kid who does anything ever gets put on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Which sort of milita- militarizes this Santa to the point where every year... For Xmas, because they changed the name to shorten it. Yep. He would come down and try to massacre Earthlings. The elves in it are very weird. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They wear little shorts. But yeah, the the whole thing is Santa wants to destroy humanity once a year. Because we're not that good, frankly. I do like that Futurama, though, doesn't just, like... They have, is it Kwanzaa? Yeah, you got the Kwanzaa bot and the Hanukkah zombie. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that stuff is, but it's there. we might have to work that out next year. Alright, we'll do a Hanukkah zombie episode next year. If you know more about Hanukkah than I do, please feel free to uh, email us. Yeah. Because I don't know a lot. So what is your answer? I know that there's a dreidel. Mm -hmm. And a menorah. I think that's the word. Yeah. Um, so I actually went, like, literally every year we get 400 new Santa movies. Yeah. They're often exactly the same as the previous year. They usually are. Um, which, you know, if you're me, that's fine. If you're Toby, you you go to hell. You kind of go, oh, I bet this, this, and this will happen maybe four minutes into a film. So one that and everyone I, rolls their eyes at you when those happen systematically, exactly as you said they would. Mm. So, um, one that I watched this year that is brand new to Netflix is called Klaus. Mm-hmm. And the goldfish from American Dad. You know. Okay. Um, I honestly think it's like very quickly become one of my more favorite depictions. Okay. It's. A really nice blend of traditional Santa Claus mythos with a little bit of modern day sprinkled on top. Okay. And it's not about the Santa character to be... Like, for the first probably half of the film, if not more, it's not about... You don't even meet the character of Klaus. It's about a postman. Um, and he is overly spoiled and only cares about himself. And so his father sends him out to this little town in the far, far north away from everything else except for these two families that are constantly warring with each other. Mm-hmm. And the father tells the guy, he's like, if you can get X amount of letters in a year, then I'll let you come back and you can go back to your, you know, perfect little life. And so he's trying to come up with ways that he can get people to write letters. But all of the, like, adults in these two families only care about killing each other. Then he works out that he can convince the kids to send letters. So is he pretending to be Santa Claus? No. Or is this an origin story for Santa Claus? Kind of. So he, like, convinces this, like... There's this one kid locked in a house and his drawing blows out of the house and he's like, oh, can you just, like, hand it back up through the window? And he's like, 
note, but I can mail it to you. And so he's, like, tricking these kids into mailing letters to themselves. Um, But he's nowhere near his target, and he ends up finding this one little house on a map in his, like, postmaster's thing. Um, And it turns out that there's this cabin in the woods who is owned by a huge, scary, like, woodsman who spends all of his time building birdhouses. But he happens to have this like, warehouse full of, like, wooden toys. And as the story goes on, the postman convinces the kids to write letters, and then he goes out to the woodsman and gets him to build the toys. And, like, he's read this system of they'll all come and get letters, and then they start being kind to each other because they think that that's, like, part of the, like, you get a present if you send a letter and you be nice to somebody. Yeah. And so it completely transforms this town, um, and everyone starts doing nice things, and then, you know, the terrible happens, the postmaster comes and he's like, oh, I can't believe you got all of these letters within, you know, your 12 months, your time's up, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, The postman decides to stay, but twist ending, Klaus dies. Okay. Um, but it's a really touching story about how, you know, originally he was doing something extremely selfish, but, you know, through constantly doing something good, it changes the outcome. Like, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And he didn't realize that he had started this effect, but it ends up hitting him. And the movie kind of ends with, um, him talking about how once a year he gets to see his old friend. Right. So you've kind of got that Santa, the person, died, but he becomes, like, this immortal being at the by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, and he's still, like, everything that happened during his life continues to, like, affect the way that he operates afterwards. Yeah. And I don't know, it was just, I thought it was a really nice, you know, it teaches good morals, but it also tells the actual story of it was just a man, but it became something more than that. Mm. And that's kind of what I like about Santa and Christmas and that, that it was such a, like, little thing that only affected so many people, but it ended up being a big thing. Yeah. So, that's my feelings on Santa. Right. Do you have any leftover feelings? Santa specifically. Of Christmas? Sorry, we are all recording recording this at my sister's house and people are like, where have they gone? No, but we can talk about Christmas vacations. We can. Because this will be our last episode until February. So, after three years of weekly uploads, Mm -hmm. we have decided to give ourselves a month off. Yeah. For Christmas holidays. For Christmas, for holidays, and a million other things. So, it's not like we're actually taking a break. We still plan to record episodes and stuff. Just to get us We just won't be uploading... For the next four weeks, um, there's a multitude of reasons. You're starting a new job very shortly. 
Um, we have a overseas trip planned. You have the whole New Year's thing happening. You have Collar and Chikatilo's wedding. Well, that's... It's not this month, but it is coming up. Yeah. And we need to get ahead now. Um, but 2020 is shaping up to be a very big year for us. And we just feel like taking a couple of weeks break is going to really help out. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so don't freak out if you wake up next week and there is no episode. <laughs> we will still probably be pretty active on Facebook, I'm assuming. Maybe. Um, You can always email us if you really miss our voices. At the schoolforwardnerds at gmail.com. Yep. Um, we do have a Twitter. We don't check it very regularly. I'm not good at Twitter. Yes, that is true. Um, you can also rate and comment and subscribe, mm-hmm. and we will get all of those through. Yeah, we'll actually see that occasionally. Yes. So, if you miss us, you can still contact us, but otherwise, that's it for 2019. Yeah. And we'll see you February next year. That's right. Did you have anything else to add to that? No, that's pretty much it. Pretty much. I've been Toby Paul. I've been Kai Steen. Thank you for listening, if you have, this year. If this is your first and only episode, um, there's more back catalogue there if you like. Maybe start on a free period. If you want. You'll get the feel for us. Alright. Uh, if, you, if you've missed uh, White Collar or Megan Chikatilo, they're fine. They're just celebrating Christmas at home this year. Yeah. So... We we gave him a free pass. Someone had to. Yeah. And to all a good night. Mm-hmm. Class dismissed. <laughs>